November 7th, 2021. We're continuing in Nefesh HaHaim Sha'ar Dalid, beginning Perik Yod Gimal in the blue books, the Nefesh HaTzim Tzum once. It's on page 689 at the bottom of the page. And Nefesh HaHaim has been developing over the course of the last several Perakim, Perik Yod Gimal. Of course, this last several Pirakim, this concept, which we've developed and discussed and delineated and debated, and that is that the study of Torah, the discovery of God's existence in this world through the study of Torah is what sustains existence, or more specifically, what furthers existence. In other words, a world which began as Tohu Vavok continues to take shape and form through our understanding, our appreciation of God's existence uh, through his running energy, through it all. And as a result, he'll continue in this Perek to reiterate in different ways, and we'll pick up on some of the nuanced differences. That same point says, Through the study of or, or toiling in the Holy Torah, so to speak, there was, there is shlemut. There's completion in God's purpose in creation. Shehaya, after all, His purpose in creation, bereshit, as Rashi wrote in his commentary at the beginning of the Torah, as he has cited already from the midrash, as he will cite again, bereshit, our words, is a difficult word to understand. Bereshit means in the beginning of, in the beginning of what? So as we've discussed and mentioned different contexts, Forno, Gaon, Mivilna say in the beginning of time. Rashi, without that interpretation, cites from the Midrash, Bereshit is not in the beginning of, but it's rather for Reshit. Well, for Reshit, God created heavens and earth. What's Reshit? It means that that word is not talking about, it's not specifying a time period or at the beginning of something, but rather for the beginning. What's the beginning? It's for the study of Torah through Yisrael. After all, it's as the rabbis say in the Midrash, Bereshit bishvil ha-Torah u-bishvil Yisrael. Right? They cite Pesukim in which the Torah, in which Yisrael are known as Reshit. So the first Pasuk in the Torah, first word in the Torah, Bereshit, is stating the creation of heavens and earth, his words, the words of Zohar and others, the continued existence of heavens and earth is for, is completed, is fulfilled through Torah, its existential essence, and the study of it by Yisrael. Here he adds on as well, Ubishvil Moshe Vechule, Shua Sirsur Bekabalata Torah. Rashi, and I mentioned in different classes past week, Rashi doesn't mention that Bereshit also has in that same Midrash, Bishvil Bikurim and Bishvil Halal, okay, those are a little bit esoteric, a little bit out there. But to mention Yisrael and Torah, that much we understand, Rashi doesn't mention this one. There's a Pasuk by Moshe as well, and the understanding of Hachamim is, he's a reference to Reshit, or Reshit is a reference to him. Kivyachol explains Nefesh Ahim, that's something new. That's not something he has included in his discussion until now. It need not take us for a loop, the fact that uh, the creation is, so to speak, for Yisrael, for Torah, and Moshe, but it's something he hasn't mentioned, so we'll spend a few minutes discussing it. Kivyachol, just a, a few lines of his before we discuss it a little bit further. Hu yitbarach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sameach b'ma'asav be'olamo b'riotav. Kivyachol, it's hard to, it's impossible to attribute uh, emotions of, of happiness to God, but Kivyachol, he has a happiness. Why is there a happiness? Shema'alim hen lefanav yitbarach. He'll go on to cite a midrash in which the description of this happiness is less an emotional state of being, it's more an essence at the completion of something, or as you see something in its complete state, 
there's a certain happiness. That's the expression of that circumstance. So as a result, him mentioning it, he mentioning it in this context, what he's stating, what he's making clear to us is it works like this. There was creation. It was left deficient. It's the concept. Musa's not here this morning. He'll tell us it's simsum. Good morning. Simsum, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol, is mitzamtzim from himself. Victor and I have discussed on different occasions. That's the Gemara Masechet Hagiga, Shaddai, She'amar Le'olam Odai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, but he left it insufficient. He left it deficient. Where does, quote, the happiness set in? The happiness sets in when we complete it. How do we complete it? Through the study of Torah. Why so? Again, I trace us back through the stages that we've had throughout, and that is, that's when we are makir tovato. That's when we are makir b'metziuto. Through study of Torah, through funneling existence, refracting existence, through those lenses of Torah, we're now able to complete it, bring it back to its original purpose, so to speak, as you get to the 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 initial thoughts are, are, are felt or are, are realized through that simha, that's the hen that he's referring to. It's a mashal to a king who built a palace. Looks at the palace and he is so elated. You should only bring hen to me. That's that word hen again. It's an important ubiquitous word in the Torah in specific contexts. And in, in this specific interpretation, in this iteration, it is, finishes creation of the world, but it's not fully done because humanity has only just begun their sprouting, their burgeoning. He's only planted potential. I only hope that you will bring hen to me, the hen, that happiness, that he laid state again, is a reference to it being capped off, to being finished. There's an initial excitement, it's almost done, and then there's the absolute happiness when it's really fully meeting its uh, its potential. Is okay, let's pause there for just a moment or two and reflect upon his edition over here from the Midrash. It's not his own edition, but from the Midrash, that Moshe is included in this Bereshit. It's not just Israel, it's not just Torah. It's the study of Torah and Moshe. What role does Moshe play in it? I know he's a conduit, but what sort of reference is it to Moshe? The purpose of existence is Moshe. Um, well, uh, what he is alluding to, I'm certain, in the Midrash uh, before him, is the fact that Moshe was and continues to be in our uh, collective uh, consciousness the mechanism through which Torah min Hashamai made its way down to us. Which means to say when Rabbi Akiva is extrapolating and interpreting, he's really just tapping back into Moshe, which again means you need, or we needed, a conduit from the heavens to hear. Now Moshe, that was his role. But in turn, and we'll see it in sources, in turn it means every time we tap into truths in Torah, every time you and I sit down to study, as we study, as we understand, as we reveal more, really we're just tapping back into the initial reception and giving of Moshe at Sinai. Moshe plays an integral role because he takes a divine body, which represented, represents absolute potential, and he hands it over to humankind. That's the reference, nothing more, nothing less. Yes, John. Rambam explains that in his Luchot Avodah Zarah, how essentially 
after Abraham passes, after Abraham discovers God, it waits up until Moshe Rabbeinu. He explains that they give to Moshe Rabbeinu to give over the Nebuchadnezzar, and that's why he also says in the 70 tribes, no Nebuchadnezzar like Moshe Rabbeinu. It's objective. It's it's, it's wholehearted, it's clean, there's nothing like it. Uh, great. In other words, but that's the key part. The key part over here is he is representing Torah itself. Yeah. The lo b'mara ve lo b'chidot pe'el is an absolute Torah. It's a divinity which is uh, the Lashon of the Midrash elsewhere, Yose Migrono Shel Moshe, so to speak. God is speaking out of his throat. That's the vision over here. And again, it's important to be mentioned in this context, the Midrash is telling us, to say you couldn't have had this had it not been a Moshe vehicle mechanism through which you got it across. Maharal writes about this in several places. One of them here is in his Ba'ir HaGola, Ba'ir HaGola in source number one in his, in his fifth Ba'ir, Ka'ashe Yadi'u Madrigat Moshe Kiwa Yasurat Kol Yisrael was crafted after the model of Yisrael. His craftsmanship after their model, so to speak, represents his representation of them all. Why does he represent them all? He is, through him, they emanate their essence, right? Through him, he brings them Torah and they're able to discover themselves, <coughs> to find understanding, to derive to derive relevance through Torah. Ruach Hayim is Nefesh Hayim's work on Pirkei Avot. We've cited it several times in a famous passage at the very beginning. Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai, the reference of Moshe, with the, within the context of receiving the Torah, he cites, uh, he, he has a, a beautiful derasha, in my opinion. It's a derasha, but it's beautiful. Pasuk says in Parashat, Moshe turns to Kadosh Baruch Hu and he says there are 600,000 people, or feet, sets of feet, the nation within whom I am. What do you mean the nation within whom I am? The nation which I'm leading. Why? Within who I am, uh, says the mid, says the Ruach Hayim, because I am, so to speak, a portion of each of their essence. They hold a portion of me within them. That's the reference we had in Nefesh Hayim in the past. Each person, so to speak, has that letter in the Torah. Each person can lay can lay eyes on a potential which is there, and it's just being looked to to them to actualize. That's the Midrash he cites as well. That there was one woman within whom she had six hundred thousand souls, and who was that? Yocheved, Yocheved, of course, because that's Moshe. So Moshe then embodies the Torah, which in turn is the embodiment of Israel. It means to say Bereshit, the continued sustenance, existence, the initial realization of existence of the world, of life as we know it was. Moshe, Israel, and Torah. Nefesh Hayim used these words from the Midrash in source number three just a few perakim ago. I noted it, I think, but I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, properly highlight it. We'll do it now. He quotes, quotes this Midrash. Look at the end of that line in source number three. Ba Moshe v'horida la'aretz. That is Moshe. That's the greatest line you could use, in my opinion, for Moshe. That's who Moshe was. Moshe is the Isha Elohim. I've said it on many occasions. He stands at the top of the mountain. As a result, he has difficulty maneuvering and leading a nation of, of mortal human beings who don't necessarily associate with the upper realms in such an easy fashion, but who he is at his core is an individual who takes a divine law system, a divine system of theology, and hands it over to human beings. Ba Moshe Dali Israel. It's, go ahead. Does his Midah of Netzach play into this? Completely. Completely. Yeah, that, that's his essence. That's, he's, 
That's, that's, that's how he's able to actualize it. It'll take more time in context of the specific midah to, to, to portray that to you, but I owe it to you. Next time I at your house. The Gemara in Masechet, I think it's even deeper, but that's the beginning of it. The Gemara in Masechet Megillah and Afyoteta Mutbet has this famous derashava alehem kechola devarim asher dibera adonai imachim bahar. The Pasuk says, with reference to Moshe remembering the luchot, remembering the reception of the Torah, on them was the entirety of the Torah. Now this is hard to understand in a physical sense, certainly, but the description is shows, reveals to Moshe everything that lays, uh, that, that, that has potential to be discovered in Torah in the future. Does that mean that he actually was discussing our class with Moshe? Is that what's taking place there? Certainly not. It, our principles revealed, and as a result, once I lay the foundation, once I hand over the potential, once I, so to speak, hand my children the clay and tell them, make something out of this, that's what's given to Moshe, but that's the description of who Moshe is. Moshe is the embodiment at this point of, let's call it this, the tohu vavohu of Torah. He's given the raw material of Torah. And as a result, everything that in the future a student will reveal, that a teacher will bring forth, well, that was handed to Moshe. He was given the principles. That's, he had, the, same, that's the same spot where they talk about how he went to the class of Rabbi Akiva. And he it's it's not over there, but that's the Gemara Masechet Menachot and Dafkaftet. That's the extension of it. Because the extension of it over there is, and that's what Jared's yelling out, the Tagina as well, right? That's the crowns on the letters. Because Rabbi Akiva is then reading it and the Gemara is exclaiming through its story and saying that was really found in Moshe, but it wasn't found in Moshe. Quote, unquote, my words. If you asked Moshe, he wouldn't know the answer. He didn't know the answer in the class, but he had the potential. He had the tohu vavohu of it, which means to say he had it all. All right, did he develop it? Did he actualize it? Not who Moshe was. As, uh, as, as Joey reminded us at the beginning, Moshe is as, ob- as, as objectively just, uh, just a mechanism, just a vehicle as there could be. He's a conduit without any of the subjective, biased interpretations and so forth. It's the more famous words in the same context of Talmud Yerushalmi here in source number five, Afila Mashe Talmid Vatik. Again, taken literally, it's misunderstood if it's taken literally, that every, stu- every student's comments, truthful comments in the future were revealed to Moshe. Really? Is that possible? Is that the reality? This is a prophetic inspiration, certainly. So did he have that... Um, the interpretation, as I understand it best, is Moshe was given the principles, Moshe was given the raw material, and as a result, it's all in there. And he had a grasp on most of it, if not all of it, of course, but not necessarily in the way that we have and will apply it, but it was all there. He was holding the potential, that's the Torah. It's developed again in source number six and source number seven. Source number seven, we already saw, it's Gaon Mivilna. Source number six is his student, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chaver, in his book, Or Torah, in which the statement is again that the Torah lays bare a potential to be revealed by future generations, by future students, by future scholars. If you'll just take a look at the very bottom, three lines from the bottom, I like the way that his student, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chaver, here in source number six, three lines from the bottom in the middle of the line in Or Torah, by the way, Or Torah was just reprinted. So that's why I like, I'm citing it a lot now. There's a beautiful new book with it. 
it's worth reading. Anyway, Kumosh Adam, it used to be just this, you know, old school font. Now there's this exciting, beautiful new book. And, you know, anyway, I bought it in Lakewood during the summer. I'm very excited to have been, been making my... Kumosh Adam Arishon, Nikhlelu kol hagufim ha'atidim lehivaled ad sof kol ha'olam. Do you understand how he's, uh, his analogy, his analogy is to Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon encapsulates within him all of future mankind, all of future humankind. Kemochen b'matan Torah b'harsina. But you understand how he's developing, describing that to us. It's not that you look at Adam and wow, there are billions of people in... Is the source of it all. He's the potential. He's the tovavo, which precedes all that will come after it. Tovavo, not being an utter state of chaos, but rather being a state of absolute potential. Okay, well, that's the mention of Moshe here in Nefesh Hayim, according to my understanding. Let's continue here on page 691 as he brings us forward in his descriptions. We read Uba Zohar, Sav, Lamitea Muda Aleph. Perfect timing, Musa, but you don't have the book. Patach Rabbi Lazar ve'amar ve'asim devarai be'ficha. Zohar has this pasuk from Yeshaya, Taninan, kol barnash. Barnash in Zohar means a human being. The ishtadel be'mile de'oraita, who endeavors in the words of Torah, ve'sifvate merahashan oraita, and his lips are moving and stating words of Torah. Ve'chule ve'lo'od eladuhum mekayim alma. There are the words. We've been expecting them. We've been reading them. He's the sustains the world. Again, a world in which we are purposed to find God every time you reveal divinity through Torah, through observation, through understanding. You are upkeeping, you are moving forward existence. You're actualizing that potential. There's the words. He's happy with you. Why is he happy with you? Does God have those emotions? I bring you back to our initial conversation this morning. The initial conversation is happiness is code word. Happiness is we're realizing the end of the process. We're happy when it's finished. I gave my child a mission, a, sub, a task to complete. I gave them all the stuff to get them going there. When I finally see it, I'm happy. The happiness is an emotion for human beings, but it's a way we can relate to God and say, that's when he's seeing it completed. When does God see creation completed? Through the study of Torah. As if on that day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu planted, implanted the, the source of Shamaim Va'aretz Hadahu Dichtiv Lintua Shamaim Bilisod Aretz. If you recall last week, we talked about Shamaim Hadash and Aretz Hadash, the words of the Zohar elsewhere. Over here, it's not that you're bringing forth a new one. You're really realizing you have the potential to actualize the initial creation. So it's not, certainly you're furthering it. That was the discussion last week. But furthermore, you're just bringing us back to Softavar, the Mahshavat Now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's primary purpose is being fulfilled. At all times, the Oraita mitkayema be'alma, that Torah is existent in the world. But it's not just an existence, it's not just the existential essence of the Torah, it's that we're studying it, just being a present. It's just potential. We need more than potential. We want actual actualization. We want to be finding God in it. We want to be understanding it. There's the word again. Hade means to be happy, to be elated. He's, he's happy with his creations. Hade, uh, like hadva. Happiness. And he has happiness with the entire world, not only with human beings, but with the entire world. They go hand in hand. Human beings have the capacity to fulfill existence. God began the existence. Indeed. And as a result, with their existence, heavens and earth 
uh, quite literally, are continued to exist. Gathers all of his legions. Pamalia, his legions, his, his people, excuse me, his existence is up above. And he says to them, Hamu, Hamu, oftentimes in Zohar means to look. Look at my holy, my spiritual nation in this world. The Torah is crowned upon them. The crowns we've discussed, we'll continue to discuss, but crowns are the interpretations of the Torah. It's the Rabbi Akiva, it's the Torah capacity. Torah is not just existent within us, we are crowned with it. We're explaining the crowns of it. We are fulfilling, Ralph will tell us, tif'erit of the crowns. Ve'inun kathamu hadvad marehon be'ameh. And then the pamalya, the legions, when they see, so to speak, the happiness, the elated state of God, again, meaning to, to tell us, not emotions, but rather a state of completion, miyad patheva amre, they say at that juncture, mik amichag ki Yisrael, or Yisrael, goy ehad ba'aretz. Okay, so that's again a reiteration of this. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tefillin, it's what we say in Minha. On Shabbat, it's Kivyachol, an end of days vision when you're talking about Ehad, but that's the description here. Uberesh Parashat Shemini, and we'll conclude with this and discuss this uh, through the duration of the rest. Zakain Inun Yisrael, says the, uh, the Zohar in Parashat Shemini. Uh, Am Yisrael are Zakain. How do they translate? Happy. I would say fortunate. I would say fortunate as well. Why does it say happy? Okay. Zakain, Dekucha Berichu, Yehavlan Oraita Kadisha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Holy Torah. It is, continues the, the Zohar, Hedvata de Kola. There's the Hedvata, the happiness. It brings completion. That much we get. Hedvata de Kuchabrihu. It's the happiness, it's the complete state which HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol feels and experiences. The Atayaluta Dile. And it is of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do they translate it? The light, source of delight. Well, listen to the word. What what word do you see in there? Atayalta. You see the word tiyu to move. No, 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 no. But with a yod afterwards, it's atayalate, a trip, a tiyu. The Torah is the is the trip of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Is the movement dichtiv, and then it cites a pasuk from Mishle va'eheyes sha'ashuim yom yom. Inscription of the Torah being Sha'ashuim is almost a plaything, delight they say. Sha'ashuim is a plaything, it's what children play with. It's a plaything, it's something that you delight in. It's just interesting descriptions over here, especially in our context, which, which Nefesh Haim is purposefully citing from this Zohar. A description of Torah as being this tiyul mechanism of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's some sort of source of delight. Again, the source of delight we've discussed, that's the Hedva, which is felt at the time of completion. But just to develop this and push this a little bit forward. In terms of Torah, in terms of our, our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a tiyul, it's something that I am often fond of talking about. I'd like to do it again over here with a little bit of a different slant. I'll bring you to a pasuk in Parashat Bechukotai to begin with. In source number eight, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when God is telling us about the good days, not the bad days of Bechukotai, the good days, I will travel amongst you, amidst you. How are we translating those words? I'll be your God as it should be. You'll be my nation as you should be. Says Rashi in a famous comment from the Midrash, what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to travel or walk amongst us? I will be with you in Gan Eden like one of you. And you're not going to be scared of me. 
Yachol lo tireu mimeni. Doesn't mean you're not going to have awe and reverence. Tamod lo mar veyiti lachem neluim. No, we're going to have in place the way you're supposed to be acting, but you won't be trembling to the extent that. What does it mean, Gan Eden? Where's Rashi coming with Gan Eden? When Parashat dehukotai, it's almost like he has an obsession like me with Gan Eden. What's he talking about, Gan Eden? What's the double dash of the Okay, it's not a. I, we are each going to understand our positions. Of course, Akadosh Baruch Hu. Me and my position, and you and yours, in other words, there's going to be a reverence. That's how Rashi has it. In other words, I, and that's the description over here. Where I, what, wouldn't you have thought it means in this world in the most simple sense? Well, it brings us, it brings us in my mind, to, to my creativity, what can I tell you? To the first time we have Hiluch of Akadosh to one of the only times we have it. And that was, of course, in the Gan, in source number 10. It's after eating from the tree, they hear the Ruach, that spirit, that wind of God, walking, so to speak, in the Gan. And at that juncture, by the way, they are scared, they're nervous, and they hide. That's what Ashi says, and you're not going to be many. The way it once was, when you felt my presence, this time you won't. That's already the illusion. Now, lest you think... that technically was before he, we uh, from the tree. Yes. No, before he ate from the tree, there's, there's a, no... There's a... The, the, that's certainly true. He's not disagreeing. He's just saying beforehand there was no fear of Akadosh Baruch Hu in that respect. Not that there wasn't an awe, but there was that reference. Yes, um, you're right. We don't have any reference in Pesukim to this Hiluch. It is significant the Hiluch is afterwards and that they hear it afterwards. Sometimes when you're more distant from a person, from a being, right. you understand separation. that separation. Well, you, as a result, different. think yeah. about them more, right? We know that concept. So that's the first time at least the text tells us they feel or hear his presence. And as a result, that's what Rashi is alluding to. Now, lest you think this is the only reference to walking with God, our Torah is rich with references to this, uh, none the least of uh, by Abraham, more than once, but in source number 11, right before the Milah, Kadosh Baruch Hu says to him, Vayomer elav, ani el Shaddai, source number 11, perik yotzai, pasuk alef, hitalech lefanai vehiyetamim, walk in front of me, and be tamim, and be complete. I mean, you have this uh, throughout. I mean, you have this throughout the, the righteous or mitalech with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the difference between Noah and Abraham. It's the pasuk by uh, Yosef and Yaakov. As Yaakov turns to Yosef and is giving a beracha, he says to him initially, Ha-Elohim, source number 12, Asher hitalechu avotai lefanav Abraham v'Yitzchak. You want to know what marked my four, my fathers, Abraham and Yitzchak, as different than others? They were able to walk in front of, quote, together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, walking with him. What's the reference of walking? Why not just say they were? Why not just say they studied? They were, I don't know, talked to him. What's the walking? Why didn't they sit with him? The Gemara and Masechet Nedarim perhaps will, will bring us a step further on this. A well-known Gemara and Daf Pe'alef. It's cited in one other place in Talmud. And the Gemara has, what's this pasuk in Yirmiyah? Mi ha'ish he'chacham ve'yaven etzot. Who's the wise one who's going to understand this? Says, says the Gemara, it's talking about destruction of the Mikdash. This matter was asked to the prophets and it was asked to those scholars and nobody knew the answer. In other words, why do we have destruction of the world, destruction of the Mikdash, until HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol answered it. And then the Pasuk continues, They didn't listen to my word and they didn't walk in its ways. 
What does that mean? Amar of Yehuda, Amar of Shein Mevarechin BaTorah Tehila. They didn't make Berkata Torah before studying the Torah. I mean, what type of statement is that? I'm first and foremost, that's what was missing. That's what was deficient. Clearly, this is a midrash, not to be taken too literally, but rather to be telling us something about what it means to be involved with Torah. Says Levush in a very famous statement in his commentary to Shohan Aruch in Ora Chaim Siman Memzayim, which is the Siman on Birkota Torah. He says, "You want to know what the Derasha over here?" is in this Gemara, the derashah is on that word, lo halichuba. There was no halicha in the Torah, which means to say halicha is very different than just limud. Halicha is very different than just havana. He says... the concept of context. In other words, if you're doing, you could be doing all the mahasim in the world and learning all you want, but if it's not in the derech of Borei Olam, then it's... Nice. Nice. I'm not. I'm 100%. It's in terms of perspective, in terms of angle. Uh, Levush does it like this, and I'll tell you. It says kiloma. But I think even if there's no halicha, there's no beracha, there's no chachamim, which means there's no conduit with them. Like that. It's because of the chachamim. All right. Listen. As as you as you might be. As, as you might all be well aware, there are many interpretations always to this Gemara. I, I'm going to present for you Levush. Levush says, pick up on the word Lo Halechuba, Kelomar, Shelo Hashivu Limuda, Letiul Vehana'a, Rak Le Omanut Veshelo Lishma. Says Levush, the Halicha means, Halicha, in contrast to Limud, in contrast to Havana, when I take a walk, there is no external motivation. The motivation is for the walk itself. Torah for them, and Shalob Berchuba Torah Tehila was Shalolishma, was Leshem Omanut, was in order to achieve, even, even in the context of Torah. Even if they were studying Torah in order to understand, to apply, not sufficient. Because Torah needed to and needs to be understood as a source in and of itself, an intrinsic motivation. How do you understand that? Well, we've been discussing it the whole class. That's what it means to understand Torah at its highest level, to understand that this is the lenses through which I refract all of existence. So Torah, then, is existence itself. Torah means I'm upholding the world, not because now I know what to do, not because, just because now I know. Now I am. Now I find God in existence. Go ahead, Joe. Torah, in a sense, is... Well, you have to do with Berkota Mitzvot as well, but there's a well-known comment. Yeah, that's, that's what he's referring to. That's what he's referring to, Musa. There is a well-known commentary on Hilchot Shabbat called Egletal. Egletal was a halacha book. It was the Sakach of a Rebbe. Although being a Hasidic rabbi, he wrote a very important and foundational halacha book. And in his Hakdamat Egletal, he has a famous interpretation in which he suggests that Berkota Torah are Berkota Nehenim. It's a little bit of a derasha, but he means it somewhat literally over there. There is additionally the Perush of Rabbeinu Avraham Minhahar, who's one of the Rishonim from Montpellier, of the, from southern France. He suggests this in his commentary to Masech and Nedarim as well. Aside from that, the classical interpretations to Birkota Torah, it's either Birkota Mitzvah or Birkota Sheva. Generally speaking, we don't have a Birkota Nehenim, but you certainly are lending credence through our learning to it being a Birkota Nehenim. But again, and, 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 and conceptually, you're saying it right as well. In other words, this is a means in and it of itself. As I'm eating, 
maybe I'm thinking about the future, but really I'm just enjoying this moment. Really, this is the essence of it, nothing beyond this. That's what I think the Derasha and Rashi at the beginning of Parashat Behukotai. I cited you that pasuk in the middle, but at the beginning of Parashat Behukotai as well, in Behukotai, What's telechu? You will walk with my hukim. Says Rashi, what does that mean? Is that a reference to fulfilling the misvot? I mean, hard to argue because the next words in the pasuk are So what does it mean? So what does it mean at the beginning of the pasuk when it says in bechukotai telechu shetehiu amelim b'torah? The words bechukotai telechu that you'll walk with my statutes is a reference to Torah. Where do you see Torah in those words? I know it's not mitzvot, but maybe it's something else. Uh, in Gur Arye, Maharal points out it's from those words. Although he has a little bit of different spin than we're going to have on it. On telechu, it's on the halicha. It's what's telechu? What are you walking with? Again, the reference being a mitzvah, not as much as Torah, Torah in and of itself is essence. Torah in and of itself is those lenses. Torah in and of itself is what upholds existence as we're understanding it. You understand reality. You continue. You actualize the world through Torah. That's halicha. You see, if you're taking a trip, it's not really a halicha. You're taking a trip, you plan on going somewhere. If you want to get in the fastest way from one location to the other, you take a car or you run there. A halicha, generally speaking, a tiul, a stroll, a tour of something, is a walk in and of itself. You're not headed somewhere per se. You're out for the walk. It's the mistake that my wife, unfortunately, makes when she tells me it's not good to get lost. Of course it's good to get lost. That's the halicha of life, is it not? We experience, we understand. This is what's what's that? The woman that always lost. No, but she's not. I'm the one who's always lost. And you know, and I'm and I'm just listen. I'm biased on this, no doubt, because I already get lost. But once I get lost, I have a reason for my getting lost. I get lost, and I experience existence. I find myself. I find the world. I mekayem the tiul behidur, behidur. You know, in in this book on on walking in source number eighteen, walking one step at a time. I just uh, like this quote. I'm again, I'm into walking for one reason or another. So I've read several silly books on walking, but here's one quote that's very relevant to us. I remember that in school they strive for objectiveness. Tasks had a beginning and an end. Tests got great and behavior had a norm. To walk is about something else. You can reach your goal only to continue walking the next day. Why are you walking? You walk to one place and you continue walking. A hike may last a lifetime. You can walk in one direction and end up at your starting point. Halicha is not about the destination. Halicha is about the halicha itself. In truth, Rabbeinu Yonah, in source number 18, in his Perush Ta'avot, in Perik Bet, Mishnah Yodalet, he is Doresh, those Pesukim in Mishle, in which there's this Shi'ashua, this Shi'ashua of Torah, as being both, if you read the Pesukim, that which God had before existence and that which we have after existence. How do you describe the same Torah as before and after existence? Is Torah practical or is it not? Before existence, what sort of practical side is there Torah? To Torah, it's almost like that angelic Torah which we read about in the Gemara and Masechet Shabbat. What does that mean? So in Pahad Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Hotner, in his Igerotu Ktavim, at the very beginning on page 4 through 5, he has a well-known and very important, in my opinion, letter to a student 
who's studying or who's enjoying camp life during the summer. And the student apparently writes to him that he's mishta'ashe'a, using that lashon of shi'ashua, in divrei Torah. And says Rav Hutner to him, I tell you, I love the way you describe that, because being in summer camp, you're not training for a job. Being in summer camp, you're not setting yourself up for a future endeavor. Being in summer camp, what you are doing is, you're mishta'ashe'a. You are like a child, just enjoying that for a mot of play. What's the essence of that play? Is the child working? Is the child developing themselves? No, the child is playing. What does it mean to play? To play means to be. That's why when people go to ball games, what are they doing in that? I mean, if they're betting on it, maybe they have something on the line. If the players are making money, they have something on the line. The game itself, though, is enjoyable because it's a shi'ashua. It's an essence in and of itself. The description for the love of the game, some players actually, I hope, play that way. But what I can tell you is that his description of this Shia existing before and after existence goes like this. Torah certainly has a practical end. It's the modal menat la'asot, there's no question. We do study and then know how to perform. But at its core, what is Torah? It's like before creation. It's just through which we refract existence. We understand, we just are. It's our essence, it's the essence of existence. And as a result, to describe Torah as a Shia to bring us back to the words of Nefesh Hayim from Zohar, in which it's not only a Shia it's not only some something which, with which we derive pleasure, we enjoy, it is the atayaluta dile. It's the, uh, it's the item, so to speak. It's the essence through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is metayel. It's that through which we are telechu. Our halicha is through Torah. It's the way of the world as I can understand it, as Nefesh HaHayim has been reminding us throughout. The existence as we know it is actualized through Torah, not for a means other than itself, we find godliness through Torah. We find godliness through keen and sensitive observation of the world around us. Understanding it through the prism of Torah, that makes Torah halicha. We're not racing to somewhere else. We're right here in this moment. And that's the enjoyment. That's the happiness of the Torah. That's the hedvita de hakadosh baruch It's when you see it all come together. And how do you see it all come together? It is all together. What are you talking about? I look around the world, it's done. What's coming together? You didn't do anything. All you did was open a book. You didn't change anything. No, but through understanding it, that is the way in which it came together. That is the hedvita. That's the hike, the walk, which is not leading you to a place, but keeping you in a single place. You might be moving, but you're moving not to a destination other than understanding exactly where you came from through that very Torah. Baruch Amen.